Jim and I start off uh, a little light and uh, <laughs> try to have a few laughs, and uh, as as we normally do, and uh, and then we jump right into the discussion about uh, about Jim's journey with kidney disease here and how it's progressing and um, what 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 is to expect for his future, uh, his near future, unfortunately. So uh, he did call me this week and told me about a, a listener that reached out to him. Uh, and I was shocked, <laughs> absolutely shocked uh, that this person is listening. I'm not going to out them, uh, but I'm happy that they're listening. And uh, But definitely shocked. <laughs> Uh, congrats to, uh, you just got married. Well, I don't know if you just got it, but you got married. Congrats. I'm very happy for you. And, uh, and thanks for listening. I, I very much appreciate it. And, uh, folks, don't forget to reach out. Let me know what you think of the episodes. Uh, what do you want more of? What do you want less of? Can't promise that you're going to get less of it, but you might get more of it. I don't know. Reach out. Brendan at dadsww.com or hate mail dadsww.com. Thanks for listening. Dads Worldwide. The first word in family management, family budgeting, insurance, bills, food, vacations, research and development, homework, emails, phone calls. Last week we tried to do an oil change and ended up with a new car. Security. Doors are locked. Windows shut. House alarm is set. Fingerless gloves. Dads worldwide. Loyal listeners, possibly you. Welcome to another episode of Dads Worldwide. I'm Brendan. And I am Jim again. Well, welcome back, Jim, again. Thank you yeah. for coming on the show. Yeah. You know, I, I may have been gone for a couple of years, but I can still ruin your intro. That's <laughs> got that down pat. I don't think, down. It's like yeah, riding a bike. Like it's like riding a bicycle. Memory. Yeah, <laughs> it's like muscle memory. <laughs> yeah, this is like the fifth time we recorded it. So, uh, yeah. yep. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, so, I want to take you on a journey, Jim. Yes, a nice journey. Do I have to close my eyes? I mean, it would help, but I mean, you don't have to. You don't have All to, right. but. You know, it's it. <laughs> your eyes are open. That's that was the freakiest thing. I've <laughs> so you're, you're in bed. Oh, I already you're, like where this you're is waking, going. You're waking up. Yeah, oh, you know the birds are chirping, and mm-hmm. you hear your three-year-old yell from the other room, "Who wants to get in my face hole?" Like, okay. Like, like what? Yeah. So apparently, the, there's a movie called The Bad Guys, I think, or The Good Guys. I don't know. Whatever. It's a cartoon book or whatever. Do you know what I'm speaking of? No. All right. Well, there's a shark, uh, and there's a movie out now. So it was a book, and now it's a movie. And the shark says, "Who wants to get my face hole?" Well, my da- my daughter decided to yell that at about six thirty, seven o'clock in the morning, <laughs> at the top of her lungs. <laughs> several times and it's really hard not to wake up and just laugh your ass off right, when right. <laughs> it's just so wrong it's I'm, just I'm, so wrong I'm in so, so many ways that, that was the story because nope. i was really concerned that you were gonna say that she started saying holy crap after spending <laughs> an afternoon with my daughter 
I was a little nervous. Give it a possibility. Like it might be yeah. take a week for that to sink in, and then she's just yeah. like, she's gonna start pulling that out. Yeah, that'll come. That'll pop back yeah, up yeah. in the memory like, bank. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, I just I was like, oh my god, I gotta tell the gym that story. It's crazy, right? It's crazy the uh, what what they remember, you know, when they decide to to come out with it. Like, yeah. So this morning we had a similar, you know, before we leave for school, Genevieve likes to put her blanket on the couch. She started this a year ago. That way she would know right where it was when she comes home from school. Yep. You know, even though, you know, for, it would be in her bed, she would know where it is. But whatever, she, she thought <laughs> the couch was going to be a more convenient spot for her to remember where <laughs> her blanket was. So this morning I was like, before we left for school, I'm like, put your blanket on the couch. That way you know where it's going to be. And she goes, no, I can't do that. And we're like, oh, why not? She's like, because Grampy comes over after I'm at school and he takes my blanket and he lays on the couch and he takes a nap with it. So I'm going to put it in my bed so he doesn't take a nap with it. <laughs> so, of course, we called my father on the way to work. Yeah. And he was, he fed right into it. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm coming over. He, goes, I'm, he says, I'm probably going to play with your toys, too, once I wake up. And Jennifer goes, Grampy, no. Be careful with my toys. They're sharp. <laughs> I can just hear your father, too. Yeah, like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'm definitely coming over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's awesome. Uh, I can just picture Grampy hanging out on the couch in that with that little, little blanket. Yeah, a little polka dot. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, taking a nap. I really I wouldn't put it past him. So, so. <laughs> you know, he told her he comes over every day and does it. Yeah. <laughs> In her mind, it's happening. It's happening. It's yeah. definitely happening. Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> my God. All right, folks. Well, hopefully uh, you actually listened to the last episode. This is kind of be uh, Jim's number two. This um, is the episode no one asked for. So we're this just going to do it. Yeah, so we're just going to do it. Uh, <laughs> and when we get hate mail on it, we're going to do what we do with all the hate mail and completely ignore it. Okay. Sure so, yeah. Uh, Brendan actually reinstated my email just so I couldn't delete things. Yeah. <laughs> it's because I love you. I, ca I yeah. care about you. I want you to have the same pain that I do. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh so if you listen to episode one, um, I think we'll just do a super quick overview of uh, kind of what what happened uh, in case you didn't or, I mean, you really should just go back and listen to episode one. But uh, So, uh, Jim, why don't you start it off uh, quick, the, I don't know, the 60-second the uh, elevator pitch of why your kidneys bailed on you. Yeah, we, we kind of just talked about... Um how I came to have, uh, you know, a kidney disease and um, just how it progressed throughout my, how my life and how it's taking a turn lately and it's changing and uh, resulting in me to make some significant changes, my family to make some significant changes. And um, we're going to take a little bit more of a deep dive today and 
talk about next steps and dialysis and what what that process has looked like, what it's going to look like, and 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 how it's going to uh, affect change in this house. Kind yeah, of the, and don't do crystal meth. That's also a light. And don't do crystal meth. <laughs> or, uh, <laughs> or, or, or as as Genevieve yells to Cameron every day when Cameron leaves for school, don't go in the woods and don't talk to strangers. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Don't go yeah. in the woods. Don't, right. Did she see yeah. it or something like that? Like, what's no, the uh, deal? The, no, the... The the uh, big bad wolf lives in the woods. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And I went. You know, I went to it. Very obsessed course, yeah. with the big bad wolf. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so that's great. That is great. <laughs> so All I right. Don't go in the woods in my household. <laughs> so where do you want to start? Um, I think we we left off in the dialysis land. Yeah. We. Yeah. So. Um, we talked about, you know, the whole progression and we talked about what the evaluation process for transplant, uh, is, is, or was, and, um, um, but the next, you know, the, the next immediate, you know, we talked about the waiting list times for different, you know, pristine kidneys or undesirables, um. So in the meantime, while that's that that waiting time is happening, you I'm gonna have to undergo some dialysis, which is um, basically a machine doing the work for me. Um, so there was a lot of decisions. Well, what wor- this- what work for you? Let's um, go a little deeper there. Yeah. So it's good. The machines actually do the. They scrub they become, the blood. Yeah, they filter the blood and they do the work that the kidneys are doing. And um, there's a couple of different uh, ways to achieve that, and that was kind of our first decision was to do a little bit of education and reading and research. Um, so there's um, really four care steps when it comes to dialysis. There's uh, in-center dialysis, there's home hemodialysis, there's home peritoneal dialysis, and then there's um, quality of life care. And, they, you know, that, that's usually for someone that's elderly and is choosing not to do any dialysis and they're just going to live their rest of their days out until um, their body just ends up shutting down because the kidneys aren't working. That sounds awful. Yeah, actually, you know, and it's not as uncommon as you think. Um, we just went through it with a family member last year, um, uh, Jess's grandmother who passed last March, not this March, last March, uh, was because of her kidneys, and she chose not to do the dialysis. And wow. She, you know, she had made that decision that she lived a long life, and um, it's not an easy decision to make, but she didn't want to endure uh, the dialysis. So yep. that was the decision she made. That obviously is not <laughs> one of my options. <laughs> so no, uh, <laughs> I would hope not. Yeah. 
so you know there's there's the 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 two main um modes of uh, dialysis are hemo or peritoneal and we'll talk quickly about hemo hemo is basically blood right and um so what that does is it kind of filters your blood outside of your body so it requires you to get a, a fistula in your arm and you can either go in center um, three days a week for four hours at a whack and sit in a chair and have a nurse um, stick you with a couple needles and the fistula and you sit there and you let your blood uh, come out of your body, filter and go back in. Or you can do home hemo uh, where you have uh, a setup at your house, uh, a machine, uh, but you have to have a, a care partner. It requires a lot of uh, training before they let you do a home hemo. But it's the same process. You get a fistula in your arm, and your care partner helps with uh, hooking up every night. And you just sit there for a couple hours and, uh, you know, let your blood filter. Yep. Uh, then there's a... a I don't want to call it newer because it's really not newer, but it's um, it's definitely a newer uh, or starting to become a more popular uh, method of dialysis. That's a better better way of saying it, and that's called peritoneal dialysis, and that's where you have a catheter inserted into your stomach, and at night they uh, you uh, fill your stomach cavity with a high glucose um, solution and the lining of your stomach cavity or, or what they call the peritoneum will naturally filter uh, your blood with that solution that you put in. Uh, but it takes a couple of different cycles. So, you you know, it takes 30 minutes essentially to f fill your abdomen. Um, you cycle for two hours you let it you let it sit in your abdomen for two hours and then you drain for 30 minutes and uh, you, you, most people have to do that two times at a minimum right so that's six hours uh, uh, you know someone which I learned uh, my size that has a lot more uh, surface area tall um, I, I could be looking at three or four cycles every oh. night. So that could be up to 12 hours. Jesus. That I'd be hooked up to the machine. Now, there's a couple different um, ways you can go about it. So you, you you can hook up, you can do a manual or, or an automatic or kind of a combination of, of both. So if you do automatic, they have a cycler, which is a machine, and you hook up to that while you're sleeping. Uh, and you hook all your solution bags up to that, and it automatically does everything for you. Or you can do manual, uh, where you take a bag and you almost put it like on an IV tree, so it's got some gravity. Yep. You hook it up to your catheter, you drain it in. You can go about your business for two hours, and then you you manually drain it yourself. And then you know you can then you can kind of control your day like that, but. Uh, you don't want to let the solution sit in your your cavity for any more than two hours because you want to put that new solution in to be able to filter. Uh, but this is an every night thing, so um, it's like five days a week, seven days a week, seven days a week. Oh yeah. my god! Yep. 
So it comes with, you know, it, so that was like the be, that was like the entry level education that we learned about this. And so we had to take that information. And then as a family, my wife and I, we had to sit, we had to talk about it and say, all right, we know what's really going to be the best for us. Um, and initially I thought maybe cause, because right now my job is primarily remote and I can do a lot of it from my computer that, um, an in center would be good because I could, you know, in my mind, I'm like, I'll just go at like five in the morning, um, three days a week, sit there on my computer and then come home and have the rest of the day. And when I uh, mentioned that idea to my nephrologist, she kind of got a chuckle out of it. <laughs> and she said, do you really think you're the only person <laughs> that had that plan? <laughs> right. True. So, uh, yeah. Um, she said, first of all, dialysis centers, I guess, are are, are suffering from an extreme uh, staff shortage. They're having a hard time getting staff, nursing staff, to fill these uh, centers. So their appointments are limited or they're, or they're just at max capacity. And so she said, if that's the uh, route you want to go, you know, obviously we'll support you in that, but you're probably going to be looking at like a three in the afternoon slot. And that just doesn't obviously work with our family. So um, like that's, that's entering like probably the busiest time of the day for any family really. Yeah. Late afternoon is dinner, sports, you know, yep. nighttime routines, things like that. So, so that didn't really, so that kind of took that right out of the equation and then, you know, talking with the social worker, anyway, um, insurance companies really push for at-home care. Really? Yeah. So if I had mentioned uh, in part one that the minute you go on dialysis, uh, you, you can get coverage, Medicare coverage. Yep. But there's a, there's a, there's a but to that, so... You can get coverage immediately if you're doing at-home care. If you're doing in-center care, you have to wait three months before you qualify. And I, I can only imagine that has to do with the overwhelming cost of centers and staffing. And I, I don't know. This is probably a, this is probably another reason that the, the insurance companies, whatever, probably don't make any money off of it. I don't know. <laughs> That's probably why. Um, so the, so, so we, we ruled out, uh, in center hemodialysis fairly quickly, like before, you know, um, and so then that left two options and we met with a <clears throat> third party social worker that the hospital works with for all their dialysis. Mm -hmm. And so this is the, this is the company that would be providing us with the equipment and setting us up with the shipments and things like that. Um, and once you're ready to start dialysis, they actually do a series of home visits to make sure that you have everything in your home that you're going to need to be successful um, for your dialysis. So if I was going to do home hemodialysis, it would require uh, not only a home visit from social worker but they would also have to um, send in 
um, contractors because the uh, dialysis unit has to be plumbed and refrigerated, uh, has to have special power. So they send that, they send people in to get that all settled for you. You have to have a, a, a designated spot that you're going to do it, and then they look at that spot, and then they work all the other details out. Kind of like, um, it's kind of like the same contractors that would go into your house if you needed like handicapped accessibility. Yep. Um, you know, they would go in and they would do the remodeling and whatnot. It's kind of like similar to that. Uh, but with home hemo, uh, similar to an in center, you have to have a dedicated care partner. They're calling it um, because you're dealing directly with your blood exiting your body and going back in. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's not something that's safe to be doing alone. Yeah. You want to be uh you want someone right. there. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> oh, drop that. Oh, geez. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, we decided that that wasn't a great option for our family either, because Jess, as you know, uh, does dispatching and she, can't, sometimes can't always be there. We'll do a second shift. She'll pick up a second shift. Sometimes she'll pick up an overnight shift. Um, and those shifts are important for us, right? Because that's revenue for the family. So she can't just say, all right, I just won't pick up a 3 to 11 shift because you're going to be on, right? So we have to have her have that avil- ability to pick those shifts up when they come up. So, so again, we, we quickly ruled out the... Um, Home hemo. So that just left the the peritoneal dialysis um, as our as our option, um, and it really you know it, it's going to provide us or it's going to provide myself some flexibility to maintain uh, an active lifestyle because ninety percent of it can be done at night while I'm sleeping. Uh, there's some challenges uh, that we're, we're we're working through. You don't have to have a care partner. Because uh, you can unhook yourself. It's just solution going in out. There's no blood coming out of your body unless you start to bleed internally. Yeah. Um, what is... I, even then, I, you just close your port. But I just feel like uh, 12 hours a day is a lot. You know? I mean, when I'm thinking of it, you yeah. know, I mean, you're... Even at, like if you go to bed at 8, that means you're doing it till 8. Or right. if you're... You know, or if you start at eight, you're doing it until eight, and then, uh, and then, unless you can do, can you do it like two hours in the morning, two hours in the afternoon, two hours at night? So I don't. So you know that information is coming as you know we talked about. Doctors always give you uh, best case, worst case. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Right. So you know, worst case scenario is my prescription would be. Uh, uh, four cycles a day. Um, they determine they determine what your cycles are going to be based off of um, a bunch of lab work, which hasn't been done yet. They won't do that lab work until we're ready to start. Um, so I'm I'm really hoping that um, three uh, three cycles i'm really hoping that i'm going to be in that because that's nine hours and i think that's something that would be manageable yeah uh, for us um, there's you know you can hook the thing the nice thing about the 
peritoneal or the PD um, is I can unhook uh, in the middle of a cycle if I had to. So say Jess was working a shift and I was home alone and I put the baby to sleep and then I hooked up to start my, my treatment and then she woke up with whatever and needed attention. I can unhook and, and tend to that and, and, and deal with that. Same thing with, um, you know, if you are wake up in the middle of the night, whatever, and you have to use the restroom, um, you can part of their home visit is they measure from your your bedroom or wherever you're going to do the treatment to the bathroom and they make sure that when they order supplies for you they order a line long enough <laughs> so you go to the bathroom to move yeah right. yeah yeah right right makes sense so um uh so yeah the, so those are the the three options um definitely going to be uh a challenge, uh, an adjustment. I, I did join a uh, peritoneal dialysis support group on Facebook, and that's been uh, amazing because you hear um, and get to talk to people that are already doing it. Yep. Um, there are people on there that have done it and have gotten a transplant, and they just stay on to be a, 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 a mode of support and encouragement. Yeah. Uh, there, there are people on there that are the uh, caregivers. They're not necessarily on um, dialysis themselves, but they're the caregiver in the house. And, you know, they go on there to ask questions and look for support. Uh, so it's been great. It's been great for me because I've been able to um, try to mentally prepare uh, myself for everything that's happening. The, the first delivery of medical supplies that comes, I should I'll send you a picture. You can put it up. It's like, it's an entire pallet. It's like 69 boxes of medical equipment. Oh my God. And supplies that come. Right. So that's, that's a big thing is trying to find space in your home uh, to store all of this stuff. And it comes on the regular. Um, so, you know, it's just little things like that that we're working through or um, right now I'm working through and trying to, troubleshoot and figure out and um it's some of the things that I'm, I'm struggling with uh with this peritoneal i mean it's not all it's not all all great even though i feel like it's the best option of all of them uh there's some things that um uh some limitations out there that are i'm kind of even struggling with more so than the actual dialysis themselves Yep. Uh, and one of those is, is uh, because uh, I'll have a, a, a permanent catheter in my stomach uh, that has uh, now eliminated me from swimming pools, oh my ponds, God. lakes. So, you know, and you know, Brent, you know where yeah. I'm going with this. Yeah. The one thing I love to do is swim with Genevieve. Yeah. Uh, so that's going to be, um, I guess I can go in my own home pool as long as I keep the, the chemicals. Uh, is good, but yep. it's a risk. Still, is still a risk. Yeah, uh, they're worried about bacteria growth in the catheter. Yep, yep. yep. They, uh, you can get um, you can get an infection of peritoneum peritonitis. I guess is an infection of the peritoneal liner that you you can become, you know, um, septic. Not immune to, but septic to. Yeah, yeah. and uh, uh, some people can get it. 
and uh, go through it, and the antibiotics work great, and they're able to continue with the PD, uh, and some people get it, and um, doesn't the PD won't work after that, and so they have to go to the hemo. Oh, jeez. Uh, so, you know, there's the risks, and you have to decide, you know, is this, this a risk I want to take? You know, showering, I think, for the first month doesn't exist. You gotta take like a bird bath, yeah, because um, you can't get can't get the the wound or the anywhere around the catheter. Yeah. But you know, one of the one of the interesting things you you learn like on the support group is people say that they um, have tips and tricks on on ways they get around it. You know, they they can put their catheter in like a colostomy bag, and then put a microderm patch over it. You know, one of those clear and yeah, you know, it's not. A hundred percent waterproof, but you know. Um, so some people do do take those risks. Uh, yeah, that. um, that's a pretty big risk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, the other risk too is is the bleeding, internal bleeding. So you got to watch your drainage. Um, you know, if you got blood um, blood in your in your drainage, then you, you know it's right to the hospital to figure that out. Uh, and that could be uh, a result of um, it not working, and you have to move over to do the the hemo. Um, but other than that, you know, I, I think that that's that's going to be our mode um, of dialysis that we choose to do here in the house. I say we because we, my wife and I, made this decision together. Because you know, we we went to the trainings together and. Uh, kind of where we're at with that right now um yeah see for me i i so uh after we initially spoke about it uh which was quite a while ago uh i went on and you know started reading about all the different dialysis and everything and i'm like oh man i'm like for me it's just regardless of what time i would get it to me it's going to the dialysis center that that would just because just the fact that it would only be you know three hours and you're done it, it it is but um the uh recovery time on hemo compared to the recovery time on peritoneal is crazy so you know there's they well what do you mean that, recovery time like as far as just like uh getting your energy back yeah 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 so people are are, are are usually sluggish um for at least a day and you're going three days a week where the the peritoneal um i i've seen conflicting conflicting um results on the support group some people say they started it and they felt great immediately uh some people say they um they had a, a an adjustment period where they felt like crap and then they slowly started to get back uh, to where they were feeling normal. And uh, some people just, I think their body just naturally doesn't adjust to it at all. Yeah. And they just struggle with it. Uh, but the, but I, I think that the peritoneal would, would allow you to have a, a almost a better quality of life than I would say hemo. I think, I think that process of removing your blood and putting it back in is is a is a major major drain on your body 
I got to say, like, I've been in and out of dialysis centers uh, doing plumbing work. Uh, we, we, we actually go all over the Northeast uh, for Fresenius uh, mm-hmm. and uh, do some testing in their, in their centers. So I see people going in and out. And they don't look happy. No. <laughs> they, they don't. I can say. I mean, granted, any, any medical procedure, but I yeah, they definitely. is the company that uh, would be. Uh, I'd be working with. They're huge. Yeah, uh, they're everywhere. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they don't have a lot of staff. Uh, mm-hmm. Depending on the place that I go, you know, maybe you know four or five people staffed, and they've got, you know, a dozen to you know, 15 chairs filled. Right. Um, you know, so, uh, it's, yeah, there, uh, I'm not surprised that there, there's a staff shortage everywhere. Let's be serious. So, you know, if you work at all and you're out talking to other people, then, you know, there's a staff shortage everywhere. Like there's just, it just is, it's just what's going on now. It's kind of the reality that we have to live with. Um, but yeah, what, where did everyone go? Uh, well, there's a guy, <laughs> there's a guy that I listened to, uh, I, well, I listened to ask Dr. Drew. I don't know if yeah. you remember Drew Pinsky from, mm-hmm. um, Dr. Drew from, uh, date, what is it? Love line, yep. love line, yep. love line. Um, so I started listening to his podcast, uh, and, uh, there's a guy on there, his name's Ed Dowd. They interview him every now and then. And he said that, uh, from, he's a numbers guy. He just looks at data and he said that from, the actual workforce disability numbers have gone up over 25% from the workforce, not overall population, just from the active workforce in the last couple of years, it's gone up. I mean, I thought, I I think he's closer to 30%. I got something in my eye. It's driving me crazy. Um, (laughs) But uh, uh, I want to say it's closer to 30%, but I know it's over 25. So he said 25% at least and then um so think about that a quarter of your workforce even if it's 20 percent, even if it think about 10 percent, 10 percent of your workforce goes home on disability like that's huge yeah yeah and i wonder if i wonder well i don't i guess i don't wonder right because yeah. we're seeing the results of it now yeah. but i think uh i think covid Post-COVID disability, I think, skyrocketed. And I think it has to do with anxiety. I think people, I think some people have so much social anxiety coming out of COVID that if they can't get a remote job, they're just out of work. Mm, maybe. You don't, you don't think so? I think the vaccines have a lot to do with it. Oh, you do? I, Me personally, I'm I do. Fine. I'm fine. <laughs> I got Tourette's. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, because, you know, we had COVID. Well, I mean, it would be hard to say, but it's hard to say whether, I mean, so Dr. Drew says that he's like, well, I don't know if the numbers point to the vaccines covid or vaccines and covid however if it's covid 
then most people have already had it, right? Like, so. Right. But then if it's COVID and vaccine or just the vaccine, then wouldn't it be the vaccine? Because if it's not COVID, then it's the vaccine. <laughs> so, yeah. So I, 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 I don't know. I, yeah. Maybe, yeah, maybe it is a uh, between the two of them. However, I mean, most people, if you're younger than 60, you recover from COVID, no problems, no complications. Right. So, I don't know. I think there's something else going on there. Yeah. Okay, but this isn't a COVID episode. Right. We've right. Al- I've already been canceled for that um, <laughs> on YouTube, so, because... <laughs> I can't keep my mouth shut. So, um, uh, so yeah, so I'm familiar with Fresenius quite, yeah. quite well. Uh, I, uh, I deal with their water system and I talk with their, their maintenance, uh, facilities guys all the time, the guys that take care of the machines and, uh, yeah. the water and everything. So, uh, very nice guys, very great, uh, great company. So, um, yeah, I mean, like I said, I was just, I was going through, uh, through that and I'm like, oh man, three, you know, three hours compared to, you know, 12 hours at home. Like, Ooh, God, that's tough. That's tough. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, you are a giant human being. So, you know, <laughs> nine hours. So even if it's just nine hours though, that's still a significant portion of your day. Yeah. I, 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 I yeah, I go to usually go to bed early. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, Part of that, so I'm just exhausted. <laughs> uh, yeah, the other the other thing, you know, we talked a little bit about it um, in the first episode is diet, and um, uh, that that will really start to take shape uh, once uh, the dialysis starts. It'll be very uh, strict. Uh, I'm, I've started to learn a lot about phos- phosphates in food, phosphorus. Because mm-hmm. uh, you can't have those, or if you do, you have to have some type of a binder uh, medication. Um, while eating a lot of the of uh, the, the greens, which you know I have no problem with, <laughs> none at all. <laughs> um, well, you know, uh, for those of you who don't know the inside joke, Jim doesn't like anything green. No, pretty much. I don't know why I painted my walls green. Yeah. He'll eat, he'll eat broccoli as long as it's smothered in cheese. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I won't even do no, that. No, do you want to? He's like, no, no. no. I'll eat no. the cheese. <laughs> yeah. Scrape, scrape it off. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, watching your... Um, and stuff, really, it's really stuff anyone should be doing but watching your protein intake watching you know what you buy from meat so you know if we're gonna have ground um ground hamburg you know it's not it's not a 70 30 blend it's like a 90 10 blend yeah um, so things like that we'll have to start um they and they make and i've kind of started to dabble a little bit um into it they do make um kidney friendly uh shakes and things like that meal you know meal supplements um because i'm not a big uh i'm not a big eater anyway like i don't i i don't really eat until noon and that's if food presents itself usually i'll (laughs) 
I'll just rummage and then I'll have a, my one big meal a day for dinner time. Uh, so that's not great either. So uh, maybe doing some of those those shakes, but um, yeah. How is fasting on? Uh, is it does that? Because fast, like I fast, I fast until like two o'clock, two o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, you know, um, I'll do a sixteen-hour fast and and then eat the rest of the day. I mean, did they say anything about that? As far as like, because that's, I mean, that's pretty much what you're doing. Because you go to bed early, you, yeah. you don't eat till noon. <laughs> you're right. gonna, you're definitely doing like a sixteen-hour fast. Yeah, easy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they didn't, they didn't say too much. It's just. Um, you know they want you to have they want you to have like any any physician a balanced diet, you know kidney friendly balanced diet. So I know I, I haven't really I, I I've started to look, but I have not looked at like there's tons and tons of um, websites out there with kidney friendly um, recipes and meals and things like that. Uh, it just stresses me out. <laughs> it just stresses me out when I start looking at them. Uh, really, because you know, I grew up, I grew up meat and potatoes. Yeah, uh, you know. Uh, so this is uh, it's, this is probably going to be the biggest challenge challenge for me. Uh, is, you should that... try. You should probably try some like baked apple pancakes. That's probably going to be really you good know, for you. That that would be. I'm I'm now I'm gonna go to bed hungry. <laughs> go to bed hungry. Thank you. Thank you very little for that. You're very very welcome. Um, all right. So, <laughs> complete insider joke. Sorry, folks. Yeah. Um, if we tell that story, it's gonna be another hour. Oh, we've told it. I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm sure we yeah. have. They're gonna have to go back in the bowels of Dad's worldwide the history, an, the annals <laughs> of history, <Yeah. laughs> to get to that story. Yeah. <laughs> well, what about incorporating like uh, one meal a day that is kidney friendly? Oh yeah, you know it's gonna be it's gonna be a baby step for yeah. sure. Yeah. No, I mean like start. Oh now. Yeah. Well, not like I'm right sorry. now. I'm sorry, you're breaking up. Like. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. What? Huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wish she cut one. Yeah. Um. No. I'm, yeah. You know. Maybe don't wait till dialysis i'm just throwing that out there um but uh yeah like tomorrow like start a do one kidney friendly and then the next day do a kidney friendly and then slowly add another one or whatever snacks do they give you snack snack advice oh, yeah, too? there's all kind yeah. of the um the uh the place we went uh for the the training mm-hmm. or the, like the information not the training but the like we met with the social worker and we kind of, you know, talked about everything and uh, they had all kinds of uh, resources and they had a whole table set up with kidney friendly foods and yogurts and chips and snacks and all kinds of, in the, in those, those meal replacement shakes and things like that. Yeah. So, yeah. So they're, they're there. Yeah. We just, I just, it's, it's changing, changing old habits is hard, <laughs> especially where I or where I, I like to cook. Yeah, and, and I, I like to cook like home hearty. Yeah, stick to your ribs type 
Are you going to be able to make your sauce, the pasta and sauce or is it like? Yeah. So again, I, I've been really, um, and this has got nothing to do with my kidneys. This just has to do with um, how old we are. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I've been struggling with, with red sauce. With it, just with like stomach pizza. acid, or yeah, yeah. Oh, the acid is killing me. Yeah, you know, I have to pop those omeprazoles, uh, you know, like crazy after I eat. Yep, because it's just like right in my throat, and it's awful. It burns. <laughs> so, I still make it. I still, I still power through it. So. <laughs> you got, well, you got it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's why I stopped. I stopped drinking sodas. Yeah, it's killing me. Killing me. We we drink we we drink the ginger ale in the house. No, nope, I, I can't it. do it. I can't do it. If I I'll drink half a ginger ale, I'll be spitting acid the rest of the night. Oh really? Oh yeah. I don't know what it is. Try cutting it with a little bit of Captain Morgan. Oh, you're not allowed to drink Captain Morgan. <laughs> What's this about allowed? Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to talk about this. Please. What is that word? <laughs> We're talking about you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's about you and your shitty kidneys. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> leave, leave the <laughs> captains out of this. Leave the captain out of this shit. How dare you bring that up? <laughs> You're fired. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Well, so I guess, I guess yeah. next steps. Um, uh, and if, uh, I'm just going to continue on. If yeah. Yeah. Know. Absolutely. Yep. Um, I'll stop harassing you about your diet. No, no. So, you know, we talked a lot about um, kidney function levels in the last episode in GFR and how I'm kind of teetering on like a 14, 15, which is um, stage five, but it's just the, the beginning of stage five, right? Because that goes from 15 down to zero. Um, so in theory, I could start uh, dialysis anytime now. Uh, but like we mentioned, or you know, the doctor is kind of leaving it up to me. So we're we're watching for a couple couple different things before we kind of make the decision to to go into it. And uh, uh, one of those um, one of those things are um, you know we talked a little bit about fluid retention, but um, when the kidneys really start to fail uh, for some reason, people's ankles extremely swollen um so and i don't i have a little bit of that probably because of my blood pressure medicine but so we're we're watching for that um if um someone's kidneys have failed a lot of times after you eat you'll kind of have a feeling of nausea Um, and i haven't experienced that yet just a few times um but nothing uh consistent um i have the fatigue uh, I, I do have that um and then uh i really i felt that, bad the other day you you came up here my kids were beating you up on football <laughs> i was like i was like he's gonna be beat he's just he's I, gonna i, go, I, I did sleep i slept good i was like oh shit he's gonna I was like yeah sorry. uh and then the other thing is uh and kind of interesting and it, it has I, you you're you become itchy your skin becomes extremely itchy ah 
and uh, I, I've been getting a little bit of that in the in the leg area. Now, part of it is probably dry skin because my legs have always been really dry. Tis the season. Yep. And uh, but um, yeah, so uh, you know we're watching we're watching all of those symptoms, and then once they uh, start to escalate, and then that's when we'll uh, make the decision to start the dialysis. But Really, the doctor's thinking that it won't happen until I am around a GFR of somewhere like eight or nine. Yeah. Uh, and so we're hoping that the blood pressure medicine I'm on right now is going to hold for a while. But, well, you never know. So Yeah. And I'm getting blood work every six weeks, so. That's good. At least they're on top of it, you know. It. Yeah. 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 Now... She's too young to really know what's going on. Yeah. What does the teenager think about this? Uh, does she have an opinion as far, you know, I mean, she, uh, I mean, does she come out of her room enough to have an opinion? <laughs> I guess you should, should ask. So that's, that's, that's valid. No, we've had conversations um, and talked about how uh, there's going to be changes My goal is to um, not have them affect her, so that's what I'm I'm shooting for. Yeah, try to minimize that as much as possible. So, but she's aware of it. Yeah, she knows. Yeah, yeah. She, I mean, she's a teenage girl. The world mm -hmm. revolves around her, so. Yeah. You know, we, and I'm we sure with a teenage boy would be the same thing. So yeah. not to genderize it, you son no, of a bitch. No, we, we haven't hit anything. We just, you know, yeah. um, we don't, you know, it's, we don't need anything else to stress her out. You know, she's already, you know, going into her senior year of high school and colleges and there's a lot of stress on her already. So we try to keep that at a minimum. Oh, that's fair. Absolutely yeah. fair. Yeah. <laughs> And G just, she's just loving she's, life. She's just loving life. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh God, I I love her so much. She has your personality to a T. <laughs> she she really is does. a hunt through she really and does. through. Yeah. She's hilarious. Uh, so she's quick. Oh yeah. my God, so quick. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's shocking some of the stuff she says. Mm -hmm. Like, just like this is great. Yeah. This is absolutely great. Yeah. So, and she uh, loves her toys too. She, so she was taking a shower last night, and I opened up the curtain, and we got like a, a lower soap holder and a higher soap holder. Yeah, and she had a Barbie on each one, and she looks at me. She goes, "Shh, you're in your bunk bed sleeping." <laughs> now she's obsessed with bunk beds because Jackson and Max have bunk beds. Yeah. <laughs> and she got caught in the top bunk. Yeah, she got stuck up top. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing yeah. what kids latch onto, right? Like it's mm -hmm. just so random. Oh my god! Well, this is a definitely a life changer, and yeah, uh, more to come for sure. Uh, hopefully, not too quickly. Yeah, I'm hoping. You know, I guess. I would love to get through one more summer. Yeah. So I can swim. Yeah. I know I can go in salt water. 
So they have no oh, so the ocean. So, so you can the go ocean, the ocean is fine. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, and here's the here's the other thing too is is it's all um, it's all regionalized because uh, there are a couple people in the support group from over in the UK. Yeah. And their doctors over there are telling them different things. Their doctors over there are saying, "No, yeah, cover it up, and go swimming, have at it." So it's weird. Yeah. So there's definitely some research well, to be done. Well, I mean, like, listen, I mean, there's certain if you're swimming in a lake that, uh, or a pond, right? Like, if you're in a pond that has a lot of swamp around it, right? Like. It's standing water. You can imagine there's some bacteria. There. There's some bacteria in there, right? Yeah. If you're in a cold water lake or you're in a lake that, you know, gets plenty of water movement, you're probably going to be fine. Yeah. You know? Um, so, but I can see, like, taking precautions. I mean, that is a very serious, you know, you get yeah. that bacterial infection in there. But the other, um, the other, and, you know, this is not, well, it's something that I thought of immediately because... Uh, you know that um, we're a Disney family. We go oh, once yeah. a year. Yeah. So traveling um, it, it, it adds a whole new element. Oh yeah, you have your seven days a week dialysis. How do you how do you go anywhere? Yeah. So you can um, the the cycler itself is considered a, a medical device. Clearly, uh, so uh, Fresnius will will supply a hard suitcase fitted suitcase for it to go in and airlines are not allowed to charge you for that and it's a carry-on damn you can bring it on in a, in addition to your normal carry-on wow um and then uh what you do is you just call you call you call the the company and you say hey i'm traveling uh to disney i'm staying at this resort from this date to this date they will ship everything you need right to it and it'll be in your room you just have to bring that cycler with you. I got to invest in Fresenius. Right? They got a service going. They do. And the other the other major one in the country is called Baxter. And I think that's uh, Fresenius's uh major competitor. I don't think Baxter don't sounds like much. an asshole. You know? <laughs> I don't know. It just doesn't sound right. Yeah. Yeah. Do you really want to go to a place of Baxter? Just dialysis? I don't know. It sounds like but a people you know, travel guys, you know. out of the country. You know, they're going down to Jamaica or Cancun or Mexico, and they they ship they ship stuff there. Oh, well, that's stuff, good. I mean, that, they've obviously uh, fine tuned it over the yeah. years. <laughs> you know, and then uh, of course, you know, because Disney does not um, leave any stone unturned. Mm-hmm. Disney has a, an entire uh, medical division, and I've been in ta- contact with them. So, you know, they could get me the supplies I needed, too, if Fresnius wouldn't, couldn't get them. Wow. Yep. Wow. Yep. They, they, to the point where they might even have a cycler that they would get into the room. I'd say I'm surprised, but I'm not. Right. Disney's huge. Yeah. Disney's huge. Well, I mean, that, that's great that that you're able to, it's never going to be a normal life again after that. No. You know, um, even if you were to get a transplant, like, you know, we, we had talked about like that <clears throat> the first year you're, um, 
you're basically cordoned off from everybody, right? So you get your transplant the first year is the is the most crucial. And they take that entire year to wean you off all those medications and help you build your immune system back up. Uh, but in that second year, there becomes a point where, all right, you're 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 back, you're normal, you're cut off from Medicare. You go back to on you're just probably see your nephrologist once a year to make sure your your kidneys are doing good. And it's just life is normal. But still, that one year. Whew. Mm-hmm. that's nerve wracking like i get like i got anxious when you even said that like i'm just like "Ah." because i know kids kids come home Mm -hmm. with colds they come home with foot and mouth they come home with yeah like everything Mm -hmm. they come home with everything like you were just sick how are you sick again this is impossible um or infamous for being fine and then at nine o'clock at night, spiking this random fever. Yeah, for no reason. You're like, what for no reason at all? Happened? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, you like so, like so. The I guess the yeah, the best hope is yeah that that transplant after a year, and then you're right. You're, you're in yeah. the free. And if you have, you go right to the top of the list too. If you've had a transplant. Mm-hmm. So if you have had a transplant and your kidney fails, you're right back at the top. So it's not, you're not waiting all that time again. So what happens, you said that they don't take out your old kidneys. Those are still functioning technically. Like say they're at 10% and you get the new kidney, they leave in the old, the old two. Are those still, I mean, I guess my question would be, are those still degrading or are they just kind of maintaining yeah, who knows? Think, who knows? Who I knows? guess. Yeah. I don't know if they disconnect them and they just let them sit there. I mean, they have to disconnect one because they got to hook the new one up. Yeah. Somehow, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I don't, I don't, that was a good question. The question that I brought up too is because um, there was really no definitive reason to my kidney disease. I, I guess in the, in the uh, medical world is called idiopathic. They don't really understand why. Um, yep. So my my question was, well, if you put a new kidney in there, is my body just going to start attacking that one, like it did my my the ones I have now? Yeah. And, and they couldn't. Fair question. They, they said that's a that's a fair question, and we don't know. We won't know. Yikes. So that's that's the world of chronic kidney disease. <laughs> I feel like I should have had like a uh, a sound effect after that. <laughs> yep, you I know? was trying to think of one to make, yeah. but I couldn't. I don't know. Here, what's this one? There we go. <laughs> there it is. That's there it <laughs> it wasn't at all a joke, but uh, yeah, way yep. yep. to go. Um, all right, man. Well, yeah, thanks. And uh, in that time, Brendan drank the whole bottle of scotch. (laughs) (laughs) First of all, it's Irish whiskey. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Second of all, I didn't didn't realize I did. It was custom to use a straw for Irish whiskey. (laughs) How else did you drink it? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, 
But it bends. It's a bendy straw. It's a bendy straw. (laughs) It helps me drink it quicker. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, All right, man. Well, I I don't know if Jim's going to be a regular uh, back on the show. I don't know. I'm not going to force him um, to now, right now, devote himself to Dad's World Alive forever. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, uh, no. thanks for coming on and sharing, yeah. Jim. I know this is how this is not easy. No, it's not. It's a, a lot of um, a lot of mental turmoil over a lot of things, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, like, uh, just like, you, like it, I didn't, I, I don't know why I didn't even think of this, like, but being a father and dealing with all that, like, I'm just thinking it's you and Jess dealing with this. Like, but obviously this is G, this is Cam. This right. is, you know, this is multiple people um, mm-hmm. that are having to function with this uh, in real time. And yeah. And how did I forget the three-year-old? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. how did, like, how did I, <laughs> you know, your brain just, sometimes it just doesn't connect, uh, you know, dot one to dot two to dot yeah. three, you know? Um, so, yeah, when when we were talking last episode and you were like, oh, you know, and, and you know, gee, and I'm like, oh, you, like, oh, yeah, like, of course. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and then, and then today, uh, you know, you're talking about getting, you know, not, not getting into a pool or a lake or anything like that. And yeah, yeah, that's, that's a, a lot of, a lot of, and, that, and that's why, and that's why uh, the social worker said part of your care plan is meeting with whether it's a psychologist or uh, just a, a licensed counselor or something, but yeah, it's it definitely, I, I can, I can see the importance of that part of the process. Oh, for sure. And especially like people like you who like refuse to talk to anybody. <laughs> like, so like they're forcing you to actually yep, sit you down. <laughs> you, <laughs> you heard me, motherfucker. Um, <laughs> it's forcing you to sit down and talk with someone that yeah. you normally, you, normally that you would not do it. If it were, if, if let's be serious, if this were optional, you would not be doing it. No, no. So someone um, wants to sit down and talk to me about beer. I'll give you three hours. We'll sit down and talk about beer for three hours, you know, but you want to talk about my personal life and I'm like, um, I'm good. Yep. I'm good. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) So no. So I think it it is good though. Uh, uh, it's, it's reasonable. I would say. Yeah, I I would think you know there's a lot. Obviously, I shared a lot um, of, of adjustments and struggles, but I would say that, that the that probably the single most significant um, issue that I'm having uh, with this whole process is that um, my doctors and my my transplant team and um my nephrologist they're they're all pushing for me to uh, get a live donor and i and that is just like it doesn't 
it's not clicking in my head. It's not clicking in my head how someone asks another person for an internal organ. It's not, it doesn't, it's not computing, it's not calculating. Like it doesn't make sense to me. So, and that's, that's part of my biggest struggle. And that's something, another thing that you work, you work out, you know. So if I were in your position, I think I would feel the same. Yeah. Uh, Completely. Mm -hmm. But not being in your position, I could say that you just put a blanket statement out there. If someone chooses to give you an organ, it's their choice. And, that, and it's just funny you say that because my sister put it the same way. You know, she's she said, really smart. I've always said that. She said, if she's I want to so give smart. you my kidney, that's my choice. That's not your choice. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Yep. So where do I get yep. tested? Yep. <laughs> Motherfucker. Um, sorry. I'll call what? your team. I'll call your team. <laughs> give me Jim Hunt's nephrology team now. Yeah. Stat. I'm sure they'll know exactly if you call. Yeah. The, yeah, sir, we don't, this is not the hospital you're thinking. Yeah, um, yeah I, I, I would just put it as a general statement and not not necessarily as like, hey, give me a kidney, some bitch, like hold a right. knife at him, you know? I mean, it's just. And there there are, um, this is, there's huge blogs on this. I've run, a, I've read a ton of blogs on this uh, and, and different posts. And there, people, some people. Um, some people don't struggle with this aspect of it and they have, they have no problem, um, putting their story out there. It seems like there's a, it's a 50, 50, either people are like <laughs> myself and yeah. they're reserved yeah, or other people are like, Hey, listen, let me tell you about this. I want, let me tell you I want your this. kidney. <laughs> right. They make Give shirts. it to me. They, <laughs> they make sure. You know, every yeah. now and then yeah. I'll like drive by a sign. There'll be like a lawn sign. We're like, hey, give Rodney your kidney. You yeah. know, and it's like, uh, no, I don't know Rodney. Why would I give him right. my kidney? Um, so. And they have new, um, you know, the donor, the donor program, I guess, is, has, has evolved. And it's not, you know, it's not uh, specific to the patient anymore. So if, if I were to find um, a living donor that passed the evaluation process, but they weren't necessarily a match for myself, they do what's called a donor swap. So they'll find out, they'll find another person out there um, that has a donor, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll match. You know yeah. I get it. Yep. Yeah. Um, I don't want to give that person my kidney. I have no which, desire, that, which is crazy. Right. I'm like, yeah, yeah. My so. kidney is no one else's business. I want to give it to you. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, but I'm an undesirable. So undesirable. <laughs> <laughs> Damn all that homosexual activity. I'm they would sorry. probably pull it out and be like, "This looks exactly like his." <laughs> Put it back in. No, they'll so just much. they'll just do the function. They'll be like, "No, nah, yeah. we're good. Yeah. We're good." Just do the blood test. And be like, yeah. you shouldn't <laughs> offer anything to anybody, sir. No, no, no. not at all. <laughs> Stick to handing out change. <laughs> 
Is that's where you should live. Maybe just start a GoFundMe. Keep, keep some change in you your go. pocket. Yeah. And just hand that out to people. <laughs> <laughs> that can be your home. <laughs> All right, Turd Ferguson. Okay, Nighthawk. I wish I I can't remember what the other nickname was. <laughs> Nighthawk and I can't remember. The whole the whole this whole episode, that's what I've been thinking of. I'm like, what was the other nickname? What was the other nickname? <laughs> uh, to, I'm gonna Google it. Yeah. All right, folks. Well, thanks uh, for having me. Well, hey, thanks for coming on, sharing so deeply. Um yeah. folks, you're not gonna get a hold of us. Brendan at dad's com. Jim at dadsww.com. And, of course, if you can't stand us, hate mail at dadsww.com. And uh, we're on all the socials, uh, Facebook, Instagram, that other one, Twitter, mm-hmm. uh, Mines, uh, Jim's on Grinder apparently. Yep. Um, <laughs> Looking for a kidney. Looking for a kidney. <laughs> Well, I got to say, listen, before we sign off here, like (laughs) probably the one thing that scared me about international travel, like, is that whole thing where you like, you meet someone and you end up in a tub of ice and they took your kidneys. Right. Yeah. Like, is that like, Mm -hmm. but like, is that unfounded or is that just an unnatural fear that I had? No, I, I think there's a black market are for organs. T- are you trying to say you don't want to come over the house anymore, or what? Like, what yeah. <laughs> just drink this black make... liquid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what? Jim, Jim invited us over for a cookout. He said we needed to bring seventy-five pounds of ice. <laughs> <laughs> In a clean scalpel. What? Yeah. Yep. Oh, God. <laughs> All right, folks. Uh, <laughs> thanks for listening. <laughs> Later. Later. Dads worldwide. Loyal listeners, possibly you.